Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Real and True Podcast. I'm your co-host, Evan Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Emily Mentog. And this podcast is for us to discuss the unit of videos in more detail, to dive deeper into the content, and share a bit of the behind the scenes of the mission and vision of Real and True. How are you doing, Emily? I'm doing great, Edmund. And if you're joining us today, we're so excited for you to be here. And it means that Unit 5 has launched. The Unit 5 uh, proclamation, explanation, and connection videos are out. So if you haven't had a chance to watch those yet, I would definitely encourage you to do so. We'll be sharing you know, behind the scenes and insights from each of those videos on this podcast episode. Uh, so you can go watch them now at realtrue.org or find us Real Plus True on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the social media. Yeah, we're everywhere. So give us an overview of this month's content. This unit, uh, Unit 5, covers Catechism 185 to 231, but give us kind of an overview of all the content. Yeah, so this section of the Catechism, um, the thesis for it is, I believe in God. And it's really um, drawing us into saying, when we say we have belief in God, you know, what does that mean? Mm. Who are we talking about? What does that relationship look like? And so we've broken that down into, you know, our ecclesial method inspired style of releasing these videos. The proclamation video is all about, you know, what's in a name? What do, what does knowing someone's name um, mean? Uh, what What do you learn about that person? How does it strengthen your relationship to know someone's name because of course we know God's name um, and that is the basis of our relationship with him and then the next video goes into then well who is God so we know God's name we have a relationship with him well who is that person behind the relationship um, and I, that's a concept I really loved exploring this unit and then the last video the connection video is all about what is the creed and why is it important so the catechism follows the structure of the creed for this sort of pillar and so we talk about you know what is that why do you, why is it so important to being a Catholic? Um, so we're really excited to talk about those three videos on this podcast today. Yeah, I love this p- section of the catechism. Just to give context again, um, the, we're in the first pillar of the four pillars on creed, and we're starting to break down the actual lines of the creed, the articles of the creed is what they're called. And it starts with, I believe in God, right? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And I love, Emily, you mentioned when we were talking about this unit in particular, you mentioned that our target audience um, might be familiar with the term God or might maybe raised Catholic or Christian, but we don't often pause to think, well, like, what do we mean when we say God? We've heard, maybe a lot of us have heard the word God or the term God so much growing up, but do we all mean the same thing when we use that word? Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I mean, of course we've, we've, we've heard God, yeah. we have a, a familiarity with the word, um, but even if you like, let's say, and I would imagine that many people in our target audience, they even still pray to God, mm, yeah. you know, on occasion, whatever that works for their life. Um, I'm always especially praying on airplanes when they're taking off yeah. or things, <laughs> things like that. So uh, especially before I had my conversion, I would still pray sometimes. And so what we really want to invite people to do in this unit in th- is stop and think, okay, if God's a person who I have a relationship with, or if I'm hearing the, like the catechism, the teaching of our faith say that, well, then I'm using, I'm talking to God and about God all the time. Who is that person mm-hmm. behind the name? And I just thought that was a really beautiful, like sort of entry point into then explaining, you know, who God is by first meeting people where they are and saying, you talk about God and to God. Let's stop and think about who that is. Yeah. So for this proclamation video, we just tackled that head on. Well, like what's in a name? What is it about names? Um, the the things we bring to the meaning of names, especially relationships right. and names. And we have this awesome couple, um, Yvette and Joshua. 
Josh. Who have yeah. amazing kids' names, like very they, uncommon kids' names. So original with their naming for their five children. And we, you know, the video actually is able to highlight one, their oldest daughter. Her name is Arise and the story behind her mm -hmm. name, which we were so great to have that have them share that with us. But they had a few other interesting ones too. So um the cedar cho so chosen cedar was one cedar. chosen yes uh arise yeah there was a lot of really interesting ones and they and i love how yvette and joshua were just like so head on that they're, they're just like okay there's there's a reverence for names like there's something there's that heavier meaning of you know god calls us by name god knows us before you know before we're even born and so they're like okay if like for them and their belief well then we're not just going to name our they said they can't name their next son bob yeah. after they've named all these yeah, other you kids have cedar chosen arise bob like that would be bob. yeah 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 they really prayed through no it. offense to all the bobs yeah bob's a there. great name but like next to a cedar chosen rise it's kind of like well what happened well and for them i think it's like okay the meaning of those words and those names that bob isn't a name that had a lot of meaning to yeah. them of course but of course there's a lot of bobs where their name yeah. you know does have meaning do you do you know the meaning of your name yes, or why you're my name means prosperous protector because they have those little name cards at like the gas stations that have like everyone's names yeah. and what it means and i remember i had one that had like an eagle on it and it said prosperous protector i don't know I'm a rich uh, protector, I guess. A rich cop. <laughs> there you go. I love that. I don't know actually what Emily means, but my middle name is May, and that was named after my grandmother, who my dad's mom, and she was also my godmother. And so it's like yeah. maybe I don't know the like the sort of like root of the word Emily and where the original meaning comes from, but my middle name carries a lot of meaning because of like the person that I was named after. Yeah, something that didn't make it into the video, but that I realized as I was interviewing Yvette and Joshua, Yvette and Josh, was that, you know, it says in scripture, like God says, I will call you by name. And I didn't think, yeah. I didn't realize, you know, it's the ordinary things that sometimes we don't take time to, to really think about. I didn't realize like, man, when I name my son or my daughter, I'm giving them the name that God is going to use to call them by. So, right. I mean, that's like, that's a big, yeah, like to be making as a in parent. a way for all eternity, like God has to say Ignatius, right? Like, like it's a very, it's a very powerful thing, you know? Yeah, it's really beautiful. And we also, you know, the other side of it is that we also call God by the name mm -hmm. um, that he revealed. So we, like what we were talking about, we say God, but we, do we stop and think about what that means. And in this video, you know, we, we go to the moment in the burning bush where God reveals his name. And he says, I am who I am. Like, I am Yahweh. That's who sent you. This is my name. Yeah. And the, the just the imagery around that burning bush uh, scene in the video, it's one of my favorites, I think, that we've done so far and working on it with our animation team to really bring that to life and the significance of that moment yeah. in this beautiful burning bush scene. Yeah, you know, God is called, he's called many things throughout the Bible. And, yes. Um, but when, he, when Moses asks him, in particular, who shall I send? Or who, who shall I say has sent me? Then, he, then God gives His name. You know, the I am who I am. Um, that's awesome. I have a, we, and we we uh, continue have a lot of names for God, and then we actually have. I have a fun fact question, okay. a preview for uh, what will eventually be revealed in Catechism paragraph four thirty, okay. unit seven down the line. But do you know what Jesus's name means? Are you asking me this? You put me on the spot. Yeah, well, you probably know. I'm asking our oh, audience. Oh, okay, and okay, you. okay. They can comment below. It, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like Yeshua means God saves, right? In Hebrew. 
Yeah, okay. in Hebrew. So, which is really cool because that's like it's both his identity, but like also his mm. mission of like what he's come to yeah, do. Yeah. So, like all these names for God in the Bible, and then you know carried on like in in our faith and in our faith life, living it out. You know is. There is the significance behind names. We realize the significance of our own names and of the people in our lives. And so let's dive deeper into realizing the significance of God revealing his name to draw us into a personal relationship. Yeah, and you use that word personal. I mean, we do give names to animals, but it is true that we're different creatures because we're not just what's, we're who's. Like, we're a person. And while you might name your cat Moose or you might, you know, have a fun name for your dog, they're not, they don't have personhood. And the fact that we have, we name ourselves is because there's personhood. You're different than your sibling or some other human person. You're not replaceable. Yeah, and the name, there's more and more meaning added to that name. I mean, there's, uh, well, you are the only Edmund I know, but <laughs> for our other our other partner, Edmundo, you know, I guess in some ways you have the same yeah, yeah. name, um, but there's a lot more meaning behind, like, who you are that goes with that name yeah. when I talk about either one of yeah, you. Yeah. And, and the same as for our relationship with God, as you draw deeper into a relationship with God, the meaning behind who he is, who is that person behind the name grows just like it would with a personal relationship with a friend in real life. So that leads us to our favorite part of the episode. Well, our favorite interactive part of the episode, the standout catechism paragraph. So um, every podcast uh, we take the catechism section and we try to pick a catechism quote or a catechism paragraph that really stood out to us. And we encourage you guys to comment below Um, If there's a paragraph that stood out to you in prayer as you're reflecting on this unit and following along with us. So do you want me to go first? Should we shout out to? Yeah. Should we shout? Let's shout out to the person who on uh, Unit 4 podcast uh, commented. uh, It was Justin Miller. He commented on the video. Thank you for this project. It has given me a sustainable way to prayerfully journey through the catechism. I had both of your favorite paragraphs highlighted and agree. And then he added that paragraph 157 really impacted me, which says 10,000 difficulties do not make one doubt. Mm -hmm. And he like if if. That, it, that paragraph to him, let him know that it's okay to have questions or not understand as long as he trusts in God and do, does not doubt God's love. So thank you, Justin, for commenting. Glad that R stood out to you in your reflection on the catechism. And uh, thanks for sharing paragraph 157. Yeah, we need people to comment this kind of, kind of stuff. This like this is what makes it awesome is interacting with people who are really engaging in the content and, and joining us in the mission of like retransforming the letter of the catechism into a living voice. Like let's re- react to it and respond to it. So I'll go first. Is that okay? You go first. All right, so yeah. mine is paragraph 229 and okay. it's faith in gonna look it up. Yeah, look that up. Faith in God leads us to turn to him alone as our first origin and our ultimate goal and neither to prefer anything to him nor to substitute anything for him. And and why was that your so favorite? I, why did that So I like this because uh, it really challenges me. I don't think I always live this way. Like I think there are times, I felt like the catechism called me out because there are times where I prefer things to God. And I don't always think about it that way, but there are times where I'm, I've realized more and more in my life little moments and decisions where I'm realizing that I'm preferring something else. It's either my own comfort. It's either um, trying to avoid being embarrassed or being, you know, just avoiding things and putting things and preferring uh, people to like me or respect me or preferring comfort or preferring, you know, sleeping longer than yeah. prefer than preferring what God's plan is for me or 
preferring God himself, you know, to go to prayer, yeah. to go to him in prayer. Um, and I just think, you know, how would it change our lives if we were constantly making that decision? Like, am I preferring God over anything else, even to the point of trying to model Jesus who preferred God even over his life, like preferred him. His own life, yeah. In, yeah, didn't even prefer his life in place of God. So I think it's hard to stay in that mindset, but um, that really called me out. Yeah, well, I love that too because it kind of ties back to what we talked about in Unit 4 about the necessity of faith. And so that the gift of faith, like then the the consequence of it is going to then be like turning to God, putting God yeah. first. So when you're asking for the gift of faith, you're not just asking for like to understand or to just like to have a stronger like belief in your heart, but you're actually asking for the gift of a faith that is strong enough that it, it the actions play out in your relationship with God mm -hmm. and in your whole life. Yeah. And so I love that. Okay, so what's yours? Okay, I'm super cheating. I picked more than one. Oh, no. It's actually a little section. Okay. It's a little section. You have that right. Um, of uh, 222 through 227. Okay. And it's like, the, it's titled The Implications of Faith in One God. Okay. Um, and it really, I, I, I'll just, won't read the whole thing because it's too long, but it basically outlines five things that are the implications of faith. Um, and it aligns similar to what you were saying. So the, the, those implications are, it means coming to know God's greatness and majesty. It means living in thanksgiving. It means n knowing the unity and true dignity of all people. It means making good use of created things. And it means trusting God in every circumstance. Hmm. And uh, I was just so blown away by this part of like, oh my gosh, like, all these things like okay having faith leads to all those things whether it's in your relationship with god your relationship with all people and understanding the unity and dignity of them making good use of created things your relationship with the world that god has created you for um and then trusting god in every circumstance and that piece in particular like that last one it's kind of similar to what you were saying about preferring god in every circumstance my since we really kind of like dove into this section of the catechism like for this unit just really trying to bring that belief that that truth of our faith into my life and just being like no i'm i'm going to trust god in a different mm. way and you know we've talked about you know prayerfully bringing the catechism or the whole point of sharing this standout paragraph is to say to encourage people to like pray with it find what line is speaking to you the same way he, a lot of people do a scripture yeah. and then carry that with you and that one was just like wow i think that my trust i can truly say that my trust in god like increased while working on this unit. man that's awesome yeah, it's it's yeah. easy to trust God when things are easy, but harder when things right. are dark. Preview for the connection video. Yeah, that's video. a little teaser for the connection video there. Uh, so should we move on to the explanation video? Yeah. So I, I really liked what we came up with, especially the animation team, and you've done such a good job um, really getting involved with the creative process there. And we came up with this idea of bumping into God at a party, and there's this Super image fun. of that, and then the, and then like connecting that to what you said earlier, you know, and then Moses literally bumps into God out in the desert. Right. Yeah. It's because that's what happened. It's like the God imagine imagine meeting God. And I, I think there's, it's later in the Bible where then like, he's like looking at like the back of him or something too, but like in the burning bush, like that's really where God is revealing, yeah. you know, who he is, not just like his being or like he, Moses wanted to see God's face later on, but like truly saying like, this is who I yeah. am. And I, I just, I mean, it was a fun little exploration of cannot actually imagine what that would yeah, be like. Yeah, I like that. Do you remember... Do you have any rec recollection of the first time you heard the word God? 
Oh my goodness. I, I don't know if I do. It was probably way before I could, it was definitely way before I could actually remember. Or do you have um, any? Well, what about you? I think you, ha- I think you remember. I have very, very, for some reason, I have very, very young memories of, of God and Jesus or hearing about it. I think it was because we lived uh, in Europe. We lived in Germany at the time and my parents went on a lot of pilgrimages. And so it was kind of, it was pretty, not that it was traumatic, but it was just, you know, it was memorable. <laughs> And I have a yeah. very, very early memory of looking through one of these, like, cartoon-drawn... Well, not cartoon, but, like, a illustrated picture Bible. And I remember just looking through it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like... I was about to say, like, if I really had to nail it down, it would be, like, this children's Bible, yeah. like, cartoon god who had a white beard. And you know what's <laughs> crazy is, even at that young age, this is just encouragement to really start talking to your kids really young about God... Even at that age, I think I was, it was before first communion. So I was like maybe first grade, something like that. I remember stopping on this illustration of, of Jesus on the cross and having some thought or meditation on, wow, this guy <laughs> did this for us. I don't know how I knew that. Maybe my parents had talked yeah. about it, but I remember just in my room staring at it for a long time, kind of alone, just being like, wow, like this guy did this for us and it was kind of it was a little bit of a bloody illustration it wasn't the most clean illustration (sighs) i was like wow like this is really intense like i had a um yeah just like a somber or i don't know if that's the right word but i just really was reflecting on that and that's one of my earliest memories i was pretty young first grade wow so i'm gonna be a saint i'm I'm going to heaven i'm getting canonized there you go Yeah, I think for me, like they drew God in this like children's Bible that I had as like, you know, an an old man with a white beard, if I'm remembering correctly. And the the interesting thing about that is like, obviously, that's not what God looks like. So it's not a complete understanding. But I do feel like it was the correct presentation to like childhood, Emily, as like, God is a person to understand that God's a person, not just like this. Maybe it's because kids can't comprehend it fully. But like, that I think is going to set you up as more likely to understand God's person, to talk to God as a person, you know, teaching kids to say like, dear God in yeah. their prayers, you know, and to be able to visualize that as a person instead of just what, you know, what we know now is like totally beyond that. Um, so, and, and that gets down to the core of, you know, unit five is that God is a who mm. we believe in a who and not a what, and that even though God is like beyond any person, that we could imagine or meet encounter in the world, God has introduced himself as a person by saying like, this is who I am. I am who I yeah. am and giving us his name. Yeah. In the old Testament, in, in those biblical times, uh, there were lots of different types of beliefs. There was beliefs in many gods or beliefs in different types of gods. You think of like uh, Greek pagan mythology, you think of all these different types, you know, Egyptian uh, mythology but the gods all had their quirks and none of them were necessarily perfect and they had you know right. different desires and weaknesses and strengths and in this section of the catechism especially the one that stood out to you it says belief in the one god so god says i am the god but also the radical idea from the bible is that he is a person and a good person and the best well he's three persons but he is the best uh, um model of of love and truth and goodness um, but he's personal uh, he is truth love and he's one god and he's a person so that's kind of this radical idea that he is the god but also wants a relationship with us he's not just like like in marvel avengers or something like that he's not some celestial that just like put it in motion 
and then he's gonna like i don't know he has some other plan for for what he wants of us that's some type of use or utilitarian mean right like he really cares about us yeah i and i think that like then the way that this unit sort of concludes is that if that like we everything we know about god that then when we respond to god by saying i believe in god that changes everything about our lives um and about like who we are too because of who he is so when we say i believe in god that that's really what changes everything with that response to god as a person yeah totally it's like using an iphone as a doorstop right like that's not what the iphone's used for but if you (laughs) learn what an iphone's used for and how to use it then you use it according to its purpose and what's crazy is that we are literally created to respond to god so it's not just oh it'll make us a good person and we should be good it's like no we're actually created and our highest calling is to respond to God. And it's what gives us the fullest life because it's it's plugging into power, right? Like it's it's literally how we're created. And so when we respond to this personal God, we're doing that which we were created for. Yeah, amazing. Well, we teased that the this unit, the third video, talks about the creed, you know, and because the creed starts, you know, I believe in God. So we really wanted to raise the question, you know, this maybe this part of the mass that you have memorized, our target audience especially, you know, they could go, they could say it, but like how much are they really praying those words yeah. at mass when you're kind of just saying it every weekend? Um, but why is the creed, you know, so important? Why is it, and why is it important that we say it together? Yeah, so uh, the connection video, and um, I want everyone to know how hard I work to dress up as an astronaut and have like, I don't Very know hard. why gas was involved, but like, you know, the gas stuff that we use, or the fog, the fog machine. Um, the creed is so important because it kind of like a mission statement, but in a more powerful way. I hope that came across in the video. In a more powerful way than a mission statement. It should inform everything. I mean, when we say we believe these things, it should change our lives. And I think for those of us who are raised Catholic or maybe raised Christian, um, it's just something we just recite. And we just go, well, for some reason, someone wants us to just recite this. And that's not it. It unifies us. We are all united because we all believe this, what has been revealed about what we're created for and who God is. And so when, when we stand up and say, and, and we say, we profess it, I believe we're saying to each other and to ourselves and to God, this is something, this is, this is the reality I am living in and that I believe I'm living in. Like, like this is what I believe about reality. Um, and in a world where, you know, on social media or politics or maybe, you know, in, sci- you're in science maybe, there are plenty of opportunities where maybe we're doing something because of a worldview. But this is like the, the most fundamental worldview. I believe in God the Father, I believe in the Son, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. And the implications of that for how I live my life are huge. And it, and it unifies us around that. That's the, the great part of the creed is it unifies us. And to say, like, to say, this is what I stand for, what we stand for, like, and to, like you said, it's professing it. I mean, I think, of course, in in the routine of mass, there are times where you're kind of just like reciting yeah. it because you, you're you're saying as a group, you've said it a million times. But when you really profess it, like that, and to say, like, this is what I stand for. This is this is the the beginning and the end of who I am. Yeah. It's all oriented towards God. I mean, that is a really incredible thing. I um. When we were working on studio and talking about the creed, I was remembering like 
there was um, a video that kind of went viral. This was a couple years ago now, where after um, some terrorist attacks that had happened in the Middle East, these Christians um, afterwards, in response to it, gathered outside, like with a church where this had happened, and they were reciting the creed together, mm. like in response. And it was so powerful. Like I could even get emotional now thinking about it. It was so moved by it where... Um, instead of being afraid, and of course, I mean, there's so many ways like in prayer that you could respond to something like that happening. But if they were being persecuted for their faith, they were going to respond by just even doubling down by saying, this is what we believe in. This is who we mm. are. We are not afraid because of this reality. Yeah. Like you said, that you're saying, this is my reality. And I will just like never, you never get over that. I think that scene of seeing these people kind of share, like say the creed, profess the creed um, in that moment of stand, like doubling down on saying, this is what we stand yeah, for. Yeah, it's such a witness. I think there's a, there's a, a section that didn't make it into the connection video where Michael Hoffman, who we interviewed, who is my production assistant, Ali's dad. dad. And um, <laughs> he's worked with fortune 500 companies for 30 years. But I think there was a part that didn't make it in where, where Michael was talking about mission statements. And he said, um, I'll really know what you believe when things in the company get hard. That's when I'll know mm. what you really believe. And if you do believe this mission statement, yeah. if you believe that we're, our company matters in the world and, 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 wants to make a difference. And I thought, man, that really convicted me. Wow, when things get hard, do I really believe the creed? Now, the next thing that I hope yeah. people realize is that, like the next question is like, well, I believe in God the Father. So how does that change my everyday life? And that's the problem. Is like, we don't know. Right. We don't know how that's supposed to change my life. I don't know, I didn't right. know how, like I believe in the resurrection of the dead. How does that change my everyday life? I don't know. I mean, maybe I need to go back to yeah. the creed and really dive deeper in that line so I understand how that might change my life or how I should pr incorporate that into my prayer or how when things get difficult, that like how do I act in accordance with that because I actually believe it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, like you mentioned, the pillar one um, is now structured around the creed. The first pillar is like it's we call it the creed, yeah. the profession of faith. And so if you're listening to this and you're realizing like, man, I've never probably prayed with the creed. I've never taken the creed like line by line and thought, do I really believe this? What does this mean for my life? Like the units ahead of us are the exact perfect way to yeah. do it because the catechism is structured line by line of like of, of the creed and what we believe. And so we just really are excited to invite you guys to continue through pillar one with us as we explore the creed, think about how that applies to our life. What does it really mean? And um, and to celebrate it, too, as as what our faith is today. So really excited for what lies ahead as well. Yeah, I'm pumped. This was a great unit. I mean, I know we say that about every unit, but this was a really great unit. Every is there anything We're else biased. is there anything else we want to cover before we start maybe recapping and updating just well one really exciting announcement that i want to share is that um we have launched this podcast also in spanish so um as you probably know hopefully know uh that real and true is a global project we are probably listening to this in english because you speak english <laughs> and the videos are in english um but also the every single unit the uh 
proclamation and explanation videos are also released in uh, Spanish, French, and Portuguese. And now we will also have a Spanish podcast where you're getting this similar um, or to the same behind the scenes insights going deeper into the content. Um, and it's what a, what a great gift uh, that we are able to bring these deeper insights, breaking open the conversation even more with our Spanish speaking audience. Yeah, it's awesome to have more people joining in the mission of unlocking the catechism and, and responding to it and, and making content that's inspired by the catechism. So it's really, really exciting. Definitely. Well, uh, just to recap our mission, we'd love to bring everything back to, you know, what do, what do we believe in for this project? Um, and we believe that the catechism is the faithful echo of a God who desires to reveal himself to us. And we just need to transform it into a living voice that people can hear. So the, the mission of this uh, project of Real Plus True is to transform that letter of the catechism into a living voice for the modern world. We're doing that through videos, uh, our animated videos, our fun live action uh, connection video, this podcast to even go deeper, um, all to unpack and unlock the catechism of the Catholic Church for the modern world. And I would say there's so much content, like we're putting out a lot of content. And so you might even miss stuff. So I would highly encourage, especially at this podcast, at this point, at Unit 5, I think go and sign up for our newsletter. So go to realtrue.org and put in your email so you won't miss any of the content. You'll get a summary. Emily does a good job of putting out these newsletters with a summary of all the content, all these types of updates. There's so much stuff going on. It's really exciting. So um, it's really a blessing to be a part of that. And you won't miss anything if you put your email in the little sign up form. Thanks for listening with us today. And we're excited to talk with you again for Unit 6 next month. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>